0: And welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives, and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Ending Physician Overwhelm. Uh, If you are watching this video right now on YouTube, you will see that I am in my car. If you were listening to this as the audio version only, I hope it doesn't sound weird. I um I don't usually record from my car. I've never done that before, but um sometimes you just find yourself in circumstances where you just need to get something done and in order for you to have a podcast episode to listen to today, uh podcasting in the car is the way that I'm rolling. So, appreciate your patience if it doesn't sound as nice as usual. All right. So, today what I want to really tackle is The question I get asked a lot related to how am I supposed to fill in the blank, right? How am I supposed to figure out how to exercise when I'm so busy? How am I supposed to close the note when I've got 13 things on the patient's list? How am I supposed to get my work done when all these things keep rolling through? And the answer that I give is not usually what people are expecting. And it's not always especially what they want to hear but the answer is often you don't you don't right when we are thinking about trying to cram more things into our day more tasks on our list um, you know more more perfect notes done at you know the time of the visit somehow without inconveniencing the patient without you know having to set boundaries or limits on what we can cover in the room right and and people are imagining that there's going to be some secret answer they're hoping desperately and believe me that has been me as well but the answer is that you don't get to get all those things done at the same time it isn't you it isn't a flaw it isn't some kind of failing it isn't that you have ADHD right It's simply that there is too much to be done, and we have to set limits, and that's going to cause discomfort, displeasure. Uh, You're not going to be meeting everyone's expectations, possibly including yours, right? The answer is you don't. We all of us have 24 hours in the day, and if we have a clinic schedule or a certain number of patients on our roster, right, then we've got a limited amount of time in order to be able to take care of those patients, right? If we're doing some other kind of work, right, there are also parameters, there are limits to how much we can get done. And unfortunately, this has really been, um, you know, a very difficult issue for many people to wrestle with, you know, not just in medicine, right, as the world has become more digital, right? If we can work from anywhere, then we can usually work all day, every day, right? Right. Before the electronic medical record existed, right? It's true that paper charts were often taken home by physicians to complete after hours, or they came in on the weekends, right, and did them. All sorts of crazy stories like that. But the results, the lab results, the messages from patient—you know—those things were not happening. Right until the work day, right? And they still had to be filtered through people, like there were all sorts of different layers of things. So as we have digitized everything and added, you know, more availability, more accessibility to these things, and somehow expecting ourselves to have magic work-like balance without setting limits or, like I said, inconveniencing people those things are not aligned. They are not possible. It's not that you don't know how to do it. It's that they're not doable. If you have been listening for a while, you'll have heard me talk about a study that came out, I believe, in the Medical Economics Journal in, I believe, August of 2022. Don't quote me on that. I will put the link in the show notes and we'll see if I am correct. But there was a study that came out that showed that for primary care physicians with a quote-unquote full panel of patients that they would need about 26.2 hours, I believe, out of a 24-hour day in order to be able to meet the care needs of their patients. That included adequate access for acute care. It included chronic disease management, vaccines, preventative care, um, you know, all the kind of things that normally fall into the bucket for the care of an average human being, on an average panel of primary care patients, right, twenty six point two hours, I believe, out of twenty four hours. Now, we don't get that time, right? Um, interestingly, they also reran the numbers if the primary care physician had a you know robust team of support with people doing the appropriate work for the level of their licensure on the team, and that number dropped to something like nine hours of the day. Right, But when I heard that study, part of me just took a nice deep breath and said, you know what? None of us has 26.2 hours, right? There's no way that we could ever check all of the boxes that are needed for a full panel of patients, let alone whatever adjustment of panel you have for your FTE, you know, or again, if you are, you know, working in a hospital setting, you know, kind of what your roster is. There is always going to be more demands on your time, especially as a high achiever, especially as a physician or other caring professional, right? There are always going to be more worthwhile things for you to do, things that you can should on yourself for, and things that other people will should on you for, than you can reasonably do, right? We need to provide safe, high quality care, and I would say high quality as I would define it, right? Not necessarily as the employers would and the insurers would provide it or describe it rather. We need to make decisions. And some of those decisions are going to have to do with, you know, addressing sort of what we think is the most important thing, medically speaking. But some of those decisions are also going to need to, you know, be around setting limits on what can get covered there's no way around it. If you could spend 24 hours of your day working, there would still be more work that you could do than you could fit in that 24 hours. And that's taking, there's no time there for sleep, rest, bathroom breaks, nothing, nothing. There is still going to be more work that you could do. And that's just work, right? That doesn't include you know, parenting that doesn't include if you have a household that you're managing, right? If you need to clean the house and buy groceries or do any of those other life things, it certainly doesn't include time with loved ones. It doesn't include any of that. And we could add lots of things there that are also worthwhile, right? We want time with our family. We want time with our friends. Uh, of course, we need sleep. We need movement. We need all of those things to happen, right? And There are going to be more of those things than we can also reasonably accomplish, right? There is a finite amount of time. And it is our job to figure out, knowing what I know, knowing what resources I have, where are those boundaries for me? Again, I want to come back to you are not broken, you are not lazy, you are not inefficient or ineffective. You are a human being who has many more excellent, good, high-quality things that you could be doing. And there's also some garbage stuff that you don't need to be doing, right? But there are lots of things that would be a good use of your time that you are not going to have time to do. So we need to choose to let go of some things, especially the garbage things that aren't important. We need to set priorities around the good things as well. This is a huge struggle for people, right? Because we have been led to believe that we should be able to do all of it. Somehow, I quote unquote, should be able to take care of all the needs of my patients, right? To never make them feel rushed to check off all the boxes from, you know, the insurance and the systems and whatever, whatever those, you know, heatus measures, press candy score, you know, like I'm doing all the things right. I'm making everybody happy. I should be pleasant and contributing to, you know, the potluck, uh, you know, for someone's birthday, I should be, you know, present for my kids' soccer games. I should have a spotless house. I should cook delicious, nutritious meals. And, you know, somehow uh, you know, have enough energy for girls night once a week or something like that, right? Is anybody doing all of that? Is anybody who's doing all of that sane and kind and polite? No, we don't have that much time. So we need to learn to get good at setting limits and boundaries. There's just no way around it, right? The answer is you don't. Right? But for each of us, sitting down and really looking at again, what do we have? What do I have? What is the schedule and you know, the sort of hard limit on expectations that I have, right? How many patients do I see, you know, per day or half day? How sick are those patients? What kinds of visits am I having? Right? What kind of support do I have that's reliable? right i might occasionally have a medical assistant but if i consistently don't then i need to think about that right because i'm going to need to leave time for the things that a medical assistant would normally be doing i need to sit and really think about what i've got and then decide for myself how's it going am i in a situation right where i see patients every 20 minutes i've got a full half day i don't have a medical assistant with me for the half day And, you know, I know that there's, for each patient, I've got maybe five things on my list that I want to cover, and they're going to come in with their 13. The math doesn't work there, right? So I'm going to have to decide, how am I going to set limits? Because I need to, if I don't have a medical assistant, right, then I'm going to need to be rooming the patient. I'm going to need to be checking vitals and confirming their medications, I'm going to need to be cleaning the room in between patients. This is an unfortunate reality for people who are supposed to have a medical assistant with them and they currently don't. Um, you know, I'm going to need to leave time to accommodate those things because those things have to happen, right? And that's going to leave me less time for my concerns, my agenda. It's going to leave less time for the patient's agenda. I am probably going to disappoint them. I can't assume that they understand the patient that the patient understands that because i don't have a medical assistant i have less time with them it's just the reality of how time works right and the very real limitations on this very strained health system that we're working in but if that's the truth i'm going to disappoint people and unfortunately yes might come my way. So I can be proactive and I can just share that, you know, this is not what I would choose, but unfortunately we're going to have to be limited in what we can focus on for the day. I can get their type priorities. I can make sure that there's nothing, you know, that I see on my end that's urgent, emergent, right? That needs to be tackled first, but I'm going to have to set limits right? Because I've got those responsibilities, but I've also got my physician responsibilities too, right? I need to diagnose, I need to treat, I need to adjust medications, I need to, you know, decide if a referral is necessary or new prescription, right? I need to do all of those things and I need to document it all, right? Those things also take time and that is part of the visit. I'm going to say that again. Those things are part of the visit. It's not the work that you do afterwards. If you're always deferring everything to after the patient is gone, you will drown. We can't do that anymore. But as you can see, this is limiting what we're going to be able to do with the patient. And that's unfortunate and it upsets them. I get that. But the answer is that you can't do it all. Right? You are working in a broken health system. You are one person. You are a good person but you can't make more time happen. This is a hard truth and I don't want that to be something that feels, you know, too depressing or heavy because we're all in this boat together and we can all take the time to step back and really evaluate this period of time for ourselves as, you know, making it obvious what it takes to take care of people. Not from a blaming perspective, but simply, if I'm seeing a complex patient and I need to put in three referrals, that is going to limit the amount of time that the patient can keep talking and sharing new things, right? I'm, I, you know, I'm going to need to tell them, you know, this is important and I want to make sure that this information gets in correctly so that we get the help that we need. So I'm going to ask you to just pause so that we can, you know, get this referral completed accurately, And, um, you know, I'm not ignoring you, but but I need to pay attention to this, right? We're going to have to set some limits there. That doesn't mean any of this that you aren't kind. That doesn't mean that you don't care. It does mean developing some language that rolls off your tongue that communicates that this is not how you would choose to do things, right? If you could design the system, you would not choose to be limiting the visits in this way. You would not choose to be doing it this way. But this is where we are. If we think about our personal lives for some time, you know, people might ask again, well, how am I supposed to exercise when I've got, you know, such a long day in clinic or the hospital and then I've got family, I've got kids, I've got this and I've got that. The answer is how can I say you don't there? The answer is that you have to make the time. No one is going to hand you the time, just like they can't give you more time in the exam room, more time in the clinical encounter. You have to decide that that time is important and it's going to have to come out of somewhere. Now, hopefully the things that it comes out of is something that's not adding a lot of value. If you spend a lot of time on Instagram, for example, scrolling, you know, a lot of time on your phone. Let it come out of that time, right? Don't let it come out of the time with your friends and family. Don't let it come out of your sleep, right? We don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul, uh, as the expression goes, right? We want to take it out of something that's not adding value. This is a lot of the work that I do with my clients because for such a long time, so many of us have been thinking that we were the problem that somehow we were inefficient, we were ineffective. Uh, maybe we thought we were lazy and we just couldn't do it. But really, we've had so much on our plate. And that amount has only continued to go up, you know, usually in the trajectory of our lives, right? As we gain more responsibilities, as we start families, as we, you know, have kids that are growing, as we have pets, uh, as we have parents that are aging, right? There's a whole lot of things that go into that. but also, you know, of course, more experience, more uh, responsibilities at work. Um, You know, we've been taught that we should be able to manage all of this somehow. And yet, I want you to look around and see where your examples are of people who are, you know, what you would consider well balanced, right? People who are exercising and taking care of themselves and getting out of you know, the exam rooms much more quickly than you are, what are they doing? They're making priorities and setting boundaries. And even if they are making different priorities and setting different boundaries than you would, the lesson there is that you can't do it all. No one can. You are not broken. You are not lazy. You are not inefficient or ineffective. Are there things that you can learn to help you? Yes. Do you need to ask for more help? Probably. Do you deserve to have more help? 100% absolutely, right? Um, do you need to let them some things go? Yes. Do you need to decide that sometimes good enough is good enough, both in your work and in the work that other people are doing for you? Yes. But we've got to stop telling ourselves the story that we should be able to do this all, that we should be able to do it better that we should be happy and grateful just because, um, you know, things aren't worse and then we go and compare ourselves to somebody else. we got to stop that. We have to decide the priorities for ourselves, again, taking in the circumstances of our lives. You don't get to do it all and cram all the things and somehow make extra time doesn't work that way deep breath if you are looking for support around this i want you to send me a message i want you to come and schedule a free one-on-one call with me because so many of us are drowning in these thoughts that we should be doing it better there's always a should there or shouldn't right these notions that there's something wrong with us leading us to not be able to meet all these expectations and responsibilities. There is nothing wrong with you except that you have believed that thought and it makes 100% sense that you have because it was what you were told over and over again. That is not the path to a healthy and balanced life. A healthy and balanced life requires that we decide where our priorities are that we choose to set healthy limits and boundaries that we let go of things that we don't need to hang on to and that we ask for help and this is work that is incredibly important to figuring out for yourself how do i get to feel better right because it doesn't feel good obviously to drown and it's not benign So if you need help and support around this, I invite you to please, please, please go to my website, which is www.healthierforgood.com. And there you'll see links to schedule a free one-on-one call with me so that we can talk about what's going on for you and make a plan to help get you out of that. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this special from the car episode of Ending Physician Overwhelm. I expect to be back to not recording in the car next week. Appreciate your patience. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you, as always, for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, Please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.